Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Welcome to the Fashionista Life Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Johnson. If you found yourself here, it may mean that you're looking for courage, clarity, or confidence in some part of your life, or maybe you just want to be entertained, and that is great as well. Let's get started, my friends. Today, we welcome back into the studio, Sue Ryan. Sue is a professional speaker and storyteller, coach, educator, author, and caregiver and mentor to many, including myself. (laughs) (laughs) I met you, I don't remember how many years ago, but we just finished up a program together. Yes. And you're just one dynamic lady. Well, speaking from a dynamic (laughs) lady, thank you very much. I, I mean... Okay, so you you do speaking, and in the last podcast we talked about you um, and your caregiver's journey. Yes, what brought you to the place that you are in your life right now? Mm. What? Wh- why? Why? What's your why? What's my why? Mm-hmm. I literally want everybody to become their greatest, leading themselves and others. And when I was very very young and wanted that, I didn't have it defined that way. I've always been unquenchably curious mm-hmm. about how could things be better or different and how can I be a part of that? What could I do to help? And my journey kept going different directions based on asking mm-hmm. that question. A little bit about how my professional career got started. Our family lived on a ranch for many years and we showed horses. We raised and trained and showed horses. And I thought that I was going to go to SMU, get a double degree in law and accounting and raise and train horses uh, as a side business Mm -hmm. and show around the world like I had been doing and loved it. And then August 1st of my senior year in college, I got kicked in the knee by a horse. So that part of my career got shifted. And then I didn't end up doing the, the double degree in law and accounting, but I did have the accounting background and picked up technology. Mm -hmm. And my professional career, my whole professional career was with technology and loving communicating, loving figuring out problems. I started off by designing software. Then they had me oh fix people's gosh. problems. And I was doing implementations, customer service. And then they said, this is the truth. <clears throat> I got started on the, the uh, sales part of my journey because they said, well, you like to talk a lot. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Mic drop. Do yeah, we have a sound that's a, that's a mic drop? <laughs> yeah, do we, have, we got crickets. Do we have a mic drop? Wow. Mic drop. They said, you like to talk a lot. And I said, yes, I do. And because I was so curious about things, I would always go into an account and ask them about themselves and ask them what they were trying to do and ask them what their problems were. And because I understood the software, a lot of times they didn't need new software. They just needed to understand what they had mm-hmm. and they loved it. Now, sometimes my management didn't like <laughs> didn't that like so much. That? However, the people would then come back and we would have a non-competitive evaluation because they knew we, we were doing mm-hmm. the right thing for them. And so I moved from sales support into sales and just loved it. And I said, I never sold anybody anything. I prepared people to buy. Mm-hmm. And again, so I was refining and honing people becoming their greatest, leading themselves and others. On the side of that, in parallel, from my mid-20s, I've also been a family caregiver. That was a journey that kept coming into my mm-hmm. life over and over again. Throughout my professional career, I never mentioned it to anyone because I was also a woman in an area where there were not very many other women in sales. And that was not 
seen very strongly. And I didn't want them to pull mm-hmm, me away right. at any rate, which those were fabulous lessons. So as my career kept going, there came a point in time where I had to choose between continuing my professional career and con- focusing on caregiving for my dad and my husband with their diagnoses. When I stepped away from that career, it's like, okay, I, I want to be doing something mm-hmm. else. What is it? And because I was a passionate communicator and educator and wanting people to become their greatest, leading themselves and others, I became a coach because my whole passion was how could you be better at life? Mm-hmm. What is it about it? And so I studied neurolinguistic programming. I studied a variety of different modalities to help people figure out who they are mm-hmm. in assessments. And I did that. And then since the caregiving journey kept coming to me and I had all of this content there, I said, all right, this is meant for me to share. So in parallel, I created the caregiver's journey to help people who are specifically focusing in their lives to have them be better leading themselves Mm -hmm. as caregivers and others, care receivers and those around them. And so the whole framework of my life is helping people become their greatest leading themselves and others in in the area of their lives. There's the theme. You know, you had mentioned something a little bit ago about um, in your career being a woman. Yes. Uh, being a woman in basically a man's world back then. That's what I was. Right? Exactly. Uh, what are some challenges that you see in present day for women in business right now, whether they're entrepreneurial women or they're women in corporate careers? What do you see sure. as their biggest pain points? I see it differently entrepreneurially than in corporate mm-hmm. for uh, somewhat. I see women who are absolutely spectacularly qualified, they're capable, and they're trying to do things on their own. Mm -hmm. And it is doing all of the other stuff so that this great star who they are, this really valuable asset, this beautiful, amazing person with all this talent, skill, and ability can get out and be uh, recognized Mm -hmm. and be appreciated in the world. And the things that they do can be done by other people. So it's, it's helping them get themselves out there in the right ways. In corporate, it's a little bit different because they're already in that environment and they're surrounded by that. They navigate the political, the cultural, the professional environment, and they have some different kinds of Mm -hmm. challenges in that. And it's holding true to who you are. So you need to understand who you are in order to hold true to you are, Mm -hmm. true to who you are. And then it's also learning how to focus so that all the distractions that would take you away, those shiny objects that are so easy. (laughs) We all have those in the corner, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't distract you or take you away from it. Right. So what would you say to somebody who, for example, maybe they have a corporate career and it's just, they're done, right? They're done and they have an idea in their head of something that they want to do outside of the corporate world. But, you know, who am I? Who am I to go off and step into those shoes? What do I know about that? Sure. I'm, I'm leading up to kind of that imposter syndrome that we've all heard about. And I know that it's probably overused, but... I'm uh, not worthy. Who am I? Yes, exactly. And, and especially, for example, I know that I was always defined by my career, my mm-hmm, the corporate, right. corporate A lot of that I was. Are. My reputation and all of those things were defined by that. The first thing I would do is before I chose to move, if I were in corporate, out to becoming an entrepreneur, I I learned several things. First of all, why am I done? What mm-hmm. is it about it that I'm done? And is it something that I really have a passion to do something else or I'm moving away from something? So I would get really clear. I would start, and I actually did this a couple of times. It's okay. If I was to say I'm completely in love with what I do, mm-hmm. what would that look like? 
And if this is not what it is, why is it not? And do I have blind spots? Are there things about me that I'm not seeing? So before I moved on to something else or moved away from something, I would want to make sure I was in a completely neutral place with it. So it was a chapter that I could close, Mm -hmm. not something I had pushed down because the things you push down come back. And then the second thing I would do is say, okay, if I'm really done with this, why is it I would want to go out on my own? Is it because I'll show you? I don't think anybody else is doing it right. Mm-hmm. Or is it is it there is a burning desire in me and I know I'm meant to do this. I I have so much clarity that I cannot mm-hmm. not do this. Kind of like what you had when yeah. you decided to coach. Yeah, I, I, I cannot not do it. And, and like you, I mean, you look mm-hmm. at your career. You couldn't not do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's the clarity of it. And there's a lot of self reflection, a lot of self-discovery. <laughs> and what you want to do before you take any of these big steps is make sure that you know who you are. Mm-hmm. Because there are people who have become like, you know, in the in the real world, I don't really want to be an entrepreneur. I'm I'm fascinated, absolutely fascinated learning with and from other people. Mm-hmm. I would love to be part of a team learning with and and from other people. In the coaching environment, I get to do that with individuals. Mm-hmm. And yet there are some people who they're they're on fire in the corporate environment and they're on fire in the entrepreneurial. So make sure you've got clarity on that first. Makes complete sense. Is your closet overflowing or maybe your kids' closets are as well? Or maybe you just want to redecorate your home. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, bring it all to True Fashionistas or even ship it to them for free and they'll sell your unwanted items for you. They take away all the hassle by doing all the work and all you have to do is sit back and collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com, come into the store or check them out on Facebook or Instagram and that is truefashionistas.com. Welcome back friends. We are in the studio today with Sue Ryan who is a professional speaker, storyteller, coach, educator, author. I could go on and on. You're you're <laughs> just an overall rock star. You're like Wonder Woman. You did not put a chef, and that's a chef. really good oh, thing. Sorry. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not on there. <laughs> it's definitely not on there. Baker? Are you do you like I to love bake? to bake, yes. Okay. So I could put that on you there. You could put Baker on there, yes. <laughs> and Baker chef. Extraordinaire, no chef. So I really want to talk about a certain area here. How do you help people going through a change mm-hmm. in one area of their life successfully? Like navigating, uh, you know, I'm I'm going out of the corporate world and into something different, something that has an impact on their life. How do you help them navigate that? Sure. When navigating change, there are certain things that you want to make sure that you've focused on and, and begun to understand. Understanding ourselves in a meaningful way is very helpful. Understanding how we're naturally wired, how we naturally deal with stress. Uh, there's a, a self-assessment program, I guess you could call it, that it's called the Enneagram, and it invites oh, us yes. into the consideration of just how we're naturally wired because everybody's different. And so understanding who you are, and one of the reasons that's important is I learned this in my my life, and I've learned this from other people, and they've said the same thing. We often are in our careers based on what other people said you should or you shouldn't do, or you we want you to do this, or this is not something you would be good at. We're don't, we don't see this because mm-hmm. they didn't see it in you, not because you didn't have it. And so the more clarity you have on actually who you are, what's important to you, what breaks your heart and what fills your heart, then 
when you're going to navigate change, you have the ability to ask yourself. And there are a series of questions that you want to ask. It's, you know, what is this change going to do in my life and things like that. However, what I focus on next more than even those questions is there's something called the wheel of life. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not. The wheel of life. Some people call it the wheel of life balance. And it's it's a circle. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, on the on the internet there'll be ten thousand circles. But think of it like a pie and it has little slices. And you might put relationship or family or health, uh, career. You put different finances, put different things around the Mm -hmm. pie. And these are the different slices of your life. And you get to choose what they are. And people call wheel of life balance. And when you're navigating change, they're like, well, we should be balanced in these. And I say, scratch the word balance. It's wheel of life alignment. So when people are navigating change, I want you to be consciously choosing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So identify the areas in your life that are important. And then let's say, for example, one of my clients was getting ready to run a marathon Mm -hmm. and he had a family with young children and he had buddies that he would get together with and he had work and he put, he added the slice of the pie, the marathon. Mm -hmm. He went to his family and said, if I do this, we need to agree together that I won't be able to have as much time for this and this and this. Mm-hmm. If this is not something that we can work out, then I won't do it. And they said, no, for this period of time, we're going to support you in doing that. He went to his buddies and said, Saturday nights, you know, we're not going to be able to hang together if you want to train with me. Mm-hmm. They So they were in alignment. So if you looked at the wheel like you were in balance, you're not in balance, but you're consciously choosing. And so you're in alignment. So the next thing I have people do is that and then go through a series of questions. So navigating change is continuously checking in with yourself for how you're feeling about something Mm -hmm. and getting a perspective on who you are and what's important to you. Because it's a living, breathing thing. It's it's like anything. You have to keep checking back in because that's going to keep changing. It's going to keep changing. And you want to go into it wanting it to keep changing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that happens when people navigate change. They often look at the end point as opposed to, you know, this is what we ultimately want to have. And they don't evaluate what's along the way. And so often what's along the way is them discovering that's really not the right. end point they wanted. Right. And it kind of goes back to what we've talked about before, the the radical massive acceptance and radical presence. Right. It kind of does go back to that because if you are not paying attention along the way, you're going to miss some of those things, those little nuggets that were supposed to fall in your path. Yes. And if you've talked yourself into doing this, then you're then you're not going to listen to yourself when you're getting the nudge that says, mm-hmm. no, nah, I don't think so. Right. Like maybe don't run that marathon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I don't, I don't think so. This is really what you want to do. I'm not really sure. You can do it, but I'm not coming with you. <laughs> what would be the first thing that you would tell people that or would recommend to them when they're intentionally trying to navigate? Like, what's the first thing? The first thing I would do is ask them why. Okay. And I would ask them what their motivation was. And, and the first two questions come of what fills your heart and what breaks your heart. What about wanting change fills your heart? What about wanting this change breaks your heart? Mm -hmm. You want to get out of the pattern of anything where somebody else might have said you should do, you should, 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 Mm -hmm. you should do this. Or you see somebody else and you're thinking, well, I want what they have. Yes. Instead of, yeah. Instead Mm -hmm. of you looking at you. Right. And so many times we do that. It's easy. It's reasonable. We would. It's human. It's reasonable. You, it's. They call it associated versus disassociated. When you're watching somebody else and you think, I want what they have, Mm -hmm. you're disassociated. You're seeing all of that. Well, associated means how do you think and feel about it? Mm -hmm. How do you see it? 
if I close my eyes, what do I see myself doing? If I feel inside, how do I feel about this? What mm-hmm. breaks my heart about it? What can I imagine? Like we, we talked about, what can I imagine not doing? Right. What, like, what, what can I not, cannot imagine not doing? Right. Absolutely. We're going to get into a fun little segment I call speed round. Ooh. <laughs> All righty. So uh, what's really cool about this is I have three questions I ask you and you're kind of on the cuff answering them. Uh-oh. Mm, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should set a timer. <laughs> okay. There's no, three, there's no two, timer. one. Okay. <laughs> what are three things that you cannot live without? Family, faith, and friends. And if I could do a fourth, chocolate. Oh, chocolate. See, chocolate would be on my list too. Yeah. You know, you know from being... <laughs> I can't put... I can't put chocolate above family, faith, and friends. No, you can't, but it's got to be. Well, I'll let you have a number four. Thank you. I, think I could have them coated in chocolate. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'll just have a fourth. A fourth. If you could have lunch with anyone, who would it be and why? It would be Jennifer Johnson. Oh, hey. <laughs> we get to do that. I thought about this question, and I really thought about people who I would want to be with. And the reason it is you is because it's really me. Are you sure? It, it really is <laughs> because I looked at what are the characteristics of someone who I would want to have lunch with. I would want to be around someone who was in, inspired to do what they were doing, was working hard at what they were doing, cared about the people around them to do what they were doing, and was curious enough to seek help and ask questions. And that's what I see from you. Wow. You, you, you started off your life and you were like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And you kept asking questions mm-hmm. and you kept seeking out the next thing and you didn't ever settle. No, I didn't. You didn't. And you kept asking questions and you would seek help. If there was something that you, you also were very honest about, I'm not good at this. Mm-hmm. And you didn't feel like you had to prove to people that you right. were, you said, okay, True. I'm going to find somebody else to do this so I can focus on the things mm-hmm. that I'm good at. And you kept exploring what you're good at. You're, you're passionate about your family. You're passionate about your community. And that's the kind of person I would want to be around more because not only will they raise me Mm -hmm. up and encourage me, but they're a good role model Mm -hmm. for how I want to be seen. Oh my gosh. Sue, shucks darn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, truly, it would be easy for me to say that, oh, well, let me just say Jennifer because we're going to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's it's true, though. I mean, I really did. I was very intentional about this question of thinking about who would I. And honestly, every time I was thinking about anybody else, it came back, well, that's Jennifer. Well, that's <laughs> oh Jennifer. Gosh. Well, that's Jennifer. And that you're on your journey and you're continuously mm-hmm. exploring. You're not done exploring who you're going to be, where your brand is going to go and what you're doing. And every day you see the world as an opportunity for you to learn and also to do more to support the community. Oh, amen. <laughs> like, you know, and your precious and your precious little cherub children. Yes, exactly. Well, I, I actually remember having a conversation with you. I was working on a project and I was trying to come up with a word. <laughs> One word. I came up with that word. Do you want to know what it yes. is? Unstoppable. Love it. Oh, I love it. I mean, it. it was this whole process that I was going through of trying to figure out pillars of of who, what I was standing for and all of that. And and I needed one word that kind of described it all. And for those of us listening <laughs> to the podcast, I wouldn't tell her what the word was. <laughs> she I wouldn't. made her explore it for herself and gave her a process to yes. use. And it literally came to me like three days ago. Love it. And I printed it all out because I had to show you. But anyway. I love it. <laughs> what has been the hardest thing in your journey? Mm. My perfect world would be 
being able to be on platforms all around the world, sharing my messages every day. Mm -hmm. And when I wasn't doing that, coaching emerging leaders or Mm -hmm. leaders emerging in an area or loving on my family or sharing time with my faith, just, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, and working out. (laughs) And and add that in, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. And you're an early riser, I know. I'm beyond an early riser, yes. Some people haven't gone to bed by the time I wake up. I, I know. Sometimes I, I send her Sue a text and I'm thinking, oh, she's. I know she's going to be up like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Like, and I oh. respond right away, yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. I'm I don't send them. Up. By the way, if anybody reaches out to me, I won't send them to you at that early, but I will receive them. <laughs> well, And part of it is right now with, with my husband, I leave my phone on 24-7 right. in case the care community where he lives needs to reach out to me. But- I spent many formative years on a ranch and you get up very early and I just have. And I had a very similar upbringing. Yes, so you did. I think it's that farm life that makes us. You were milking cows <laughs> and I was feeding horses. Exactly, exactly. And the occasional goat. Exactly. I had chickens. I had the chickens. Oh, love you. <laughs> so this has been so wonderful having having you on our podcast. I, I just, I love everything about you. Um, if our Listeners want to get in touch with you. Yes. How can they do that? Two ways. My website is suryan.solutions and my email is sue at suryan.solutions. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. Thank you, again, Jennifer. Again, you're a beautiful soul. Ditto. <laughs> and thank you, my friends, for joining me today and every week here on The Fashionista Life brought to you by True Fashionistas. If you want a deeper dive, head to my website, thefashionistalife.com to sign up for my weekly newsletters where each week we take a deeper dive into a new topic. Have a fabulous day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Fashionista Life.